Hey friends, welcome to the Empowered Homes Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to grow strong families by connecting church and home. And today we have special guest uh, Ronnie Martin on Zoom. Uh, Ronnie, we, we've already tried this before um, and Zoom crashed, like all of Zoom crashed. So I'm so glad to get you back on and to talk about your new book. And uh, he's got a great new book called The God Who Is With Us. It's a 25-day devotional for Advent. Um, just incredible um, just journey through uh, getting ready, getting your hearts ready for, for Christmas Day. Uh, Ronnie, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, second time, well, third time's the charm, but <laughs> we're hoping we're hoping the second time's the charm, so. Yeah, we'll, good to be here. We'll get it going today. Well, man, we're glad uh, to have your time. Uh, for my listeners, tell me who you are, what you do, family, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I am. Uh, yeah, I've been married to my wife Melissa for almost shy of twenty-eight years, and we have a twenty-seven-year-old kiddo daughter who lives and works in Chicago. And uh, I pastor a church called Substance Church in Ashland, Ohio, which is a university town, right? Kind of in between, in route, in between Columbus and uh, Cleveland. And we've been, we've been, uh, I've been pastoring there for, it'll be a decade next, uh, next year. And then, um, yeah. And when I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm writing books. I'm working for a church planting network called Harbor Network and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you're a busy man, busy man. So in all that business, you had time to, to put together a great book for Advent. Um, and that's why I have mm, you on thank here. You. But you got so much other content that uh, I think our listeners, I'll, I'll put that on the description uh, for, for listeners checking out, man, who is this guy? And so we'll get to know you a little bit more. But as far as family and talking through Christmas, you mentioned your daughter lives in Chicago and y'all are in Ohio. Like, how do you navigate? I know we have listeners who have adult children. How are you, how are you guys, you and your wife, nav- do you do you make her feel guilty if she doesn't show up for Christmas <laughs> or you give her space? How do you all navigate that? Yeah, I think we've learned space is the key. So she just recently, she transitioned from Denver. She'd been in Denver for about seven years. Then she moved to Chicago about six months ago. So for us, we were, you know, I don't know, a, a, a plane flight and thousands of miles away. Now we're five hours away. So it's much better. But I think the, um, yeah, I think the key is space and to not guilt your kids and to let them live their lives, figure out what works for them in terms of their schedule and how often they want to connect and to really relieve them of the pressure, but to create, uh, I think, an environment that's welcoming, that's invitational. Um, in fact, we just had a conversation with her the other day it said, Hey, we're, we got to get used to living close to each other now and close in the sense that, you know, either one of us can make it up and back in a day or two. And so the door is open. We don't have to make big plans. You just come out whenever you want and, um, no pressure at all. But, uh, when, when you're here, we're going to love it and we're going to have a good time. And so that's, that's the vibe that we put out yeah. there. So you're, you're more relaxed. You're not given the passive aggressive, well, your mom would really like to see you, you know, throwing that, that guilt on her. <laughs> yeah. That, that just seems to classically go really badly in fact, yeah. you know, and it, and it really creates, um, creates a lot of uh, distrust and bitterness and um, I think undue pressure. And so I would rather, I'd rather cultivate something where she is excited to come 
and see us because she wants to, uh, not because we're throwing throwing a burden on her that um, is doesn't need to be there. You know. Yeah. So Man, that's a good word. Good word for those those parents listening who have adult children. Uh, mm. It's just just a good good way for us to still have that desire for kids to want to come back or us go visit them without the pressure or guilt or, or any of that stuff, man, that's good. Well, let's jump into uh, your devotional, uh, the God who is with us. Just tell, tell us your thoughts. I mean, one, the title, it, it says a whole lot there. Tell us about the title and then just kind of your heart behind putting this whole thing together. Well, you know, I, I, I heard somebody once say that if you could, if you could get down to like, what is the one theme in scripture? And it's that God has come to be near us through Christ. He sent Christ because our sins separated us from him. He sent Christ so that we could be near to him. And Jesus is, you know, the incarnation, right? So he is the God who is with us. It's how we know God. Um, it's how we find peace with God. Um, and so that, um, just that word alone was intriguing to me, um, in terms of Jesus being called Emmanuel, God with us. And so I wanted to write something based on that. I love Christmas. So I'm a huge Christmas guy and I wanted to write an Advent book for a long time. And so finally got the opportunity. And so this became sort of the, the thematic foundation for it was that title. And I think more than anything, when I started getting into the writing of it, I, I really wanted to, um, hone in on the presence or the nearness of God in our lives, especially at this time of the year. Um, it's so interesting that this time of the year is so packed. There's so much hustle and bustle. We, are, we have all these parties, we have all these family things, but the one thing you hear from so many people is how alone they feel, how isolated they feel. And there is this, there's kind of this sense of dread for the new year. And so I wanted to write something that really addressed that. You know, that the Lord is with us even in our isolation, even in our aloneness, and even as we are anticipating a new year where things haven't changed and we have all the same pain points that are kind of going with us into January 1st. Mm. And so that, that's really kind of what, what the book addresses in a large way um, and, and why I was really eager to write, write it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's powerful. You mentioned, you know, the people being in the hustle and bustle, you can be around your family, you can be around so many people, but feel mm. alone. And man, just that statement, unpack that for me. Like, what is the source of that being alone? Where, like, I know there's a, it's probably a weighted, there's a million different sources that you can go through, but what do you think is at the source of, of feeling isolated and alone, even in the midst of being surrounded by family and friends? Well, it's such a great question. Um, the way I best think about it is that I think we go into this time of the year with a particular level of like expectation and that this is supposed to be warm and it's supposed to sort of mimic, you know, sort of what we envision Christmas to be, you know, it, you know, it's supposed to be a Hallmark movie and it's supposed to be the warm fire and the tree and the lights and the presents, all of those things. And, um, and some of us never even experienced that growing up, right? We had, a, we had a completely different narrative. Some of us had that kind of narrative. But I think regardless of where we have come out of, the holiday itself, um, and I think the culture surrounding the holiday kind of puts that expectation on it, that things are supposed to be different at Christmas. We're, we're supposed to experience 
a measure of joy. There's supposed to be some level of warmth and comfort and anticipation. And for many of us, um, there just, there just isn't, um, you know, we're experiencing life in a way that that isn't available um, or we are just disillusioned and those things aren't coming at us to the degree that it creates sort of that, that magic. And um, so I think even, even more so than other parts of the year, um, it can feel very vacant it can it can feel very empty, and um, so the the aloneness just come the, the isolation can almost in a sense just compound based on our expectations. I think, mm. and with the expectations, of, you know that that's true in so many other areas in our life, and mm. it's true for for this season as well. But I think we do get wrapped up in the the whimsy and the the, the spirit of the holiday, and it's a beautiful thing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but. Uh, I think there's real hurts, there's real pains that haven't been dealt with. Uh, there's grief and loss. You know, my family, even Thanksgiving, we're 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 planning Thanksgiving right now with the loss of our our grandpa. You know, and like that in and of itself is bringing so much more to the table uh, that a lot of people they do find themselves alone uh, in the middle of of this busy season. So, uh, I know you you put put things in the book, but what, what do you, what, what advice would you give? So if so, there's a listener right now going, yeah, I think I'm, I'm right there with you in this season. I think I'm feeling some alone, some distance from God. What advice would you give that person to be like, here's how you draw near to him? Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't think I have anything that, you know, isn't what you, we've been taught through the years as Christians, which is, you know, um, casting all our cares upon him for he cares to, uh, for, for he cares for us. You know, it's, it's about being intentional about going before the Lord, um, and saying, Lord, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. Um, I know you're near, but I don't, I don't sense that Lord. Could you, um, could you, could you help me? Um, could you make your presence known in a very real experiential and felt way? And when I'm not feeling it, that I would trust that you're there, whether my emotions are, are, you know, are in line with, with what's true. And so I think that's one of the things we can do is say, Lord, would you, would you draw me back to you through prayer and through the reading of your word and through engaging in those, just those really time honored spiritual disciplines that, that, you know, that scripture has given, given us. And then I think the other thing is, you know, just praying for courage that, the Lord might allow you to find somebody, um, a safe person, a safe place to open up about some of the ways that you're feeling. So, you know, church community, church family, a, a good friend that you feel is a safe place to be able to be honest about that um, gives another person the opportunity to maybe step in and help us with some of that isolation and some of that loneliness in, in just a tangible tangible way because it could be that they don't know you're feeling that way because you have the tendency to sort of fall into the background and not let anybody know that this is your reality. And so it can compound that sense of it, even when you're around other people, but it also takes courage to maybe let somebody know that this is what's going on. So praying that the Lord would maybe give you courage to open up, mm. I think, um, you know, could be a really, could be a really healthy thing if, if you're able to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good word of it. Just, uh, <laughs> 
<clears throat> stepping out and and here's the reality too of, you know if i'm if i'm feeling alone uh, especially as a as a man you know we we say a lot of times alone is dangerous uh, because it is you know isolated the enemy's going to going to go after you, the the solo guy out there and he's going to attack he's going to going to bombard but uh one of the the lies i think the enemy tells us just from my experience um is you know, you have to be alone because if you share with somebody, that person doesn't really want to listen to you. That person doesn't really want to hear you. That person. So we believe these lies like they don't they don't have time for me. They don't have time for which is if you poke holes in it, the complete opposite. You know, most people that we trust, if I were to go to them and say, hey, you know, I just want can I share with you? Here's some stuff that I'm going through. Most people with the heartbeat and any kind of love in their heart would be like, man, let's talk. I'd love to hear. But we develop these lies of like, man, they, they're they too busy. They they can't listen to me. They don't, they don't want to be bothered by me. And so for the listener of like, man, that's such a good, powerful word of finding somebody that you can link arms with of saying, hey, can I just talk to you about some stuff that I'm going on? And maybe I just need you to listen. I don't need you to fix anything because uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. that's powerful in and of itself. Just to have it out, exposing it out with somebody is a huge key to that. But also, you know, getting in and digging in and leaning into to God's word and, and him and what he says about you, uh, I think are, are key points for us when we feel alone or isolated, fighting against that. Um, because the default, and correct me if I'm wrong uh, with your experiences, but the default, it's easier for me to isolate than actually expose things in my life. And so you have to have that courage and praying for that courage. I love that, uh, just praying for courage um, to, to step in. Uh, so Christmas, so what's your favorite tra- Christmas tradition? Let's shift gears just a little bit before we jump yeah, into the yeah. book. What's your favorite Christmas tradition that you have as a family or just you in general? Yeah, I think my favorite thing, so it's coming up. So next week, we call next week tree week because we get our tree the day after Thanksgiving. And um, it's, pro- it's probably my favorite day of the season. So on Friday, day after Thanksgiving, we go out, we get the tree. The whole day is just spent decorating, throw a big party, do the whole thing. And um, I don't know, my wife and I just love that day. Um, it's, it's maybe my favorite day of the year. And um, it's just the anticipation of it, and it's getting the house looking all festive and getting it all cozy and Christmassy, and um, we just have a great time. So we do it up, and uh, yeah, we're about a, as as we're doing this recording, we're about a week away from it. So I'm I'm pretty excited. So yeah. in, in Ohio, do y'all have like Christmas tree places that you go, and do you chop down your tree, or is it already pre-cut? Yeah, we've uh, we've done both. Uh, we found we found this really amazing kind of lot that we go to now that it, it literally looks like it's out of a book <laughs> and you go we chop it down they got all these outdoor fireplaces all over the the farm and so you're 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 going looking for your tree and then you're sort of taking a break and you're warming yourself by the fire and you know you're drinking hot chocolate and it's too hot and you're you know it's pouring it's running down your chin and you're screaming and um you're just trying to stay warm and bundled up it's the whole experience <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's that one day out of the year where I get to feel like a lumberjack. I get to feel like a man. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. We love it. That's awesome. I wish I could say we have, you know, those farms around, uh, Texas and Houston area here. 
Uh, we're pretty much artificial. Most most people around here are artificial, and so the Christmas tree day is is just a lot of sweat from me dragging everything from the <laughs> attic. That's that's what I get to do. It's fun though with the kids, and uh, we rotate which kid. That's gets, all right. Yeah, that's we, all right. Yeah, we. I mean, we try to have a good time. Each we rotate each kid who gets to put the star on. Last year was my daughter, and and it was just this special magical yeah. moment. And I'm lifting her up to put the star on, and I put her head into the fan and. <laughs> And then we got blood, and it's like, oh, what a crazy experience that was. But uh, some people—it never goes yeah, quite right. Yeah, never yeah, goes quite right. Yeah you, yeah, you guys have this magical moment of the the farm, and and I'm hitting my daughter with the fan, trying to put the star on. And uh, well, you know, yeah. so what I don't tell everybody is we're freezing to death, and inevitably my wife and I are getting into an argument because she likes that one, I like that one, and you know we're going to have to compromise and flip for it. Yeah, because uh, we're both we both want the tree we like. You know, we should probably just buy two trees. I, you know, I don't know. We're not yeah. we're not we're not being smart enough about this. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, we have a tree in every room, and again, they're artificial, but we have one in every room in the house. I it's, love it. It's, it's, I love. It. Yeah, we we do the tree. We do three trees. One, the big one, and then the two two smaller ones that kind of fit in the kitchen in another room. But I applaud, man. That's yeah. the tree in every room thing is huge. It's crazy. The kids get to decorate their own trees, and oh man, it's crazy. Well, enough about trees. I want to get back to the book. Uh, ask you what your favorite part is because I think a lot of times we we have these rhythms that are already built into the holidays, and I think an Advent devotional like yours should be for the believers a part of our rhythm every holiday season. Um, and you have broken this down. Tell me, just kind of. For the listener, how you have this formatted? Because I, th- I think it's not overwhelming. It's really well done. Uh, just each day, Thank you. Uh, just just share just a little bit of how this is formatted and how this is digestible for for the reader. Yeah, well, thanks thanks for those kind words. Um, so I wanted it to be something that that's easy and short. So uh, it's twenty five days of reading, and it starts in Genesis, and it, and it basically just kind of takes a very short journey through scripture and kind of locates a bunch of different passages and areas in scripture that kind of uh, highlight God's presence with us. So it's really just a, a usually, you know, one scripture and then a short reading. And then um, after the reading, there is room um, in the book to journal. So you can ponder on the, on the words that you've read and maybe some things that it has evoked in you and you can pray and you can just write down some of your own thoughts. So in that way, it serves as an Advent journal and something you can kind of write in and then tuck away and then revisit next year and add to it or, you know, just do it all over again. But that was kind of the big piece was that it would be something that you wouldn't just read, fold up and push away. But you could actually you could actually mark it up a little bit mm. and be able to be able to grab it down the road and look back on it and really sort of get a sense of maybe what was going on during this time of the year that would be helpful for you in, in years to come. And then the, uh, the third part about it is it's illustrated. So I had a, I have this great guy named Nathan Schrader who's illustrated uh, a lot of things that I've done. And um, so he, he has all these really amazing kind of sort of mid-century modern kind of, kind of, you know, artistic images that he put all through the book. And so that just makes it kind of, kind of fun as you're uh, stepping through it. Yeah, for the creative mind, it, it really draws you into that first page of each each day. It's it's really good, and I love um, just mm-hmm. one thing as I, 
as I was thinking through this, how I could do this with, with my whole family, you know, I've got uh, my six year old, he's trying to read everything. He's trying to spell everything right now. He's just right there. He can't, he's not there, but my other kids, you know, they're reading, they're writing, they're, they're able to do that. And, and I think on the, the journal part, like uh, just having this out and letting my kids even write things in it, you know, if I'm writing mm. something or my wife writes something, you know, letting them like based off of what, we go through, maybe we read this together. They can write something. It's just, there's so endless possibilities. I love the way you format it. It's not so structured where you feel like you're filling out a workbook. It's open to, to make it your own as a family or as an individual. Uh, it's, it's, it's really slick. It's really well done. I'll, I'll, I'm a creative person. So I love just the, even the feel of the book is, is draws me to it. Um, mm. it's, it's really, Really, really cool. So for our listener, as we close, just, you know, you've already said it. You want people to draw near to God and feel his nearness. Those especially that have feel isolated or alone in the holiday season. Uh, And I'm I'm just grateful for for tools and resources that that we have like this and thankful uh, for your heart and mine to to put it. But uh, for for the parent uh, or the, the individual listening, you know, for this holiday season, what's one thing you just want to encourage them with to, to share your hope or, or desire with this book? Yeah, I think, I think the best thing that can happen is that we just draw nearer to God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think, you know, there's complex, you know, scenarios, you know, simple answers are not good for complex scenarios, but drawing near to God because he has drawn near to us through Christ. It is, it is an answer for us. It is really the answer for us. And I think whatever it takes for us, um, whatever scenario we find ourselves in at this time of the year to get closer to God, maybe it's through our church community, maybe it's through a friend, maybe we need some help. Um, because we're in a place that's very distant right now. But um, if you are if, if you are feeling some kind of stirring right now um, in in your heart in those ways, and you think, I just want to be closer to the Lord, I've been distant this year or the last few months, um, this is a time to do that, you know, and um, to, to draw near to God, who, um, you know, we're told in Scripture, you know, Christ came down so that Him and the Father could make their home with us. And so we want to pray and we want to ask God to just do that work in us um, at this time of the year. And um, again, that's not a, that if that's a, that could sound like a simple answer to the complexities of your life, but um, I think it's a good place to, to start and see how God might move. Well, man, I'm thankful for the, the resource, resource and tool that you've put together for, for that very thing. So Ronnie, uh, thank you for your heart, your time. Where, if, thank you. If listener listening, where can they find a copy of this? Uh, yeah, so Amazon is a real easy click. Uh, uh, Christianbook.com, Lifeway.com. Those are both easy places to go click and, and grab it. Um, and I'm sure if you have, uh, you know, local Barnes & Noble or I don't know if they still have Christian bookstores anymore, but if they yeah. do, you'd probably be able to find it there. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Ronnie, thank you for your time. Thank you for your ministry and what you're doing. Um, so grateful. Appreciate you.
Well, if you want, I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah, man. If you want more information about uh, the God who's with us, this devotional that the it's going to be listed all over the description at the, below. If you want more information on Ronnie and and what he's uh, other resources that he have, I'll have that on here too. But uh, if you have any questions about Advent, we have a ton, a ton, ton, ton of great resources. Uh, to prepare your hearts for Christmas, both individually and as a family, on empoweredhomes.org. All you got to do is go to empoweredhomes.org slash Advent. Ronnie, thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right, brother. Thank you.